time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Yeah, I'm thinking we're back. On this episode of After the Credits, episode 115, John Wick 4, the fourth Wick, fourth John Wick. Um, I'm your host, Sean, and with me is Ryan. I'm here. And uh, where's Chewy? What happened to Chewy? What'd you do with Chewy? He hates John Wick. Well, I guess it's his loss, or our loss, or the listener's loss, or... Listeners' gain and our gain and John Wick's gain. Well, it's certainly anyone who hasn't seen John Wick is certainly their loss. That's true. Um, we'll, we'll mourn him because uh, a good death only comes after a good life. And if someone's not on this podcast, that means they've died. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about John Wick as the fourth one. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to have a little mini chunk fire with just Ryan and I, I don't know what, we don't, we don't have any guests. We don't have Chewy. It's just Davis brothers. Uh, what do we do? What do we do? We have to entertain ourselves. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's, this is the part where Chewy would chime in with, with something. Darn it. Well, well, shoot. All right. Well, I guess. Yeah, now you know what the world is like without Chewy, though, listeners. Um, Okay, well, then we should just get into it and force ourselves to find something to talk about. Um, uh, What what have you done? What have you done and played and watched and read and listened to and and, um, danced to? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what we do here. Um, Well, yeah, okay. Um... Let's see. Watched. I guess I haven't watched too much. I am just about finished with a rewatch of an old, not that old, but one of my favorite animes, Inuyasha. Um, I've probably seen the first four seasons, I don't know, four times or so because I watched it on Adult Swim back in the day when I was just a a youngin. Anyway, it's on Hulu. Um, It's all there and they so I've been watching that. It's one of my favorites. Didn't they, do really a, didn't they do a live action movie or show on something recently? Um, I kind of stopped paying attention to live action anime adaptations. <laughs> I just stopped paying attention to live action in general. Yeah, just real, just real life overall. Yeah. Unless you're animated, I'm not interested. <laughs> or generated by AI. Um, well, anyway, it's a great show. I, I, I love it. It's it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just Inuyasha is the demon guy, right? Yeah. Well, he's a half demon. Half demon. Uh, yeah. I, I watched. Uh, I remember watching a fair amount. Obviously, not as much as you. I think I would watch it occasionally when you were watching it. Yeah. I remember. No, I think. I think it, it. It does a good job of drawing a line between just kind of the wacky, you know, fight anime stuff mm-hmm. and having some good, like. Um, the kind of anime like fruits baskets or whatever that are like more romantically oriented. Um, yeah. and it has just like a lot of great characters and has good, yeah, just good characterization. I think that pulls it through. Um, it, it does kind of start suffering after this fourth season and they never finished the show, but then it got just a few, just a few years back. In fact, they kind of, they did a final 
thing where they finished out the show just to finish out, you know, just to give it a, oh, it was just a ca- like, yeah, have an ending, have an ending to it. And they unfortunately couldn't get back all, or either they decided not to, or couldn't get back all the original voice actors and it shows, but it's kind of nice. They decided to conclude it. Um, also, yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Inuyasha means dog god. It, do- it does. Like Cause he's a, he's a half demon, a half dog demon. Because um, oh, cool. most of the demons are in the show are like animalistic characterizations. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he's. I just I've been taking or I've been doing Duolingo Jeff, Jeff Japanese, and I've taught they've taught me dog, which is Inu, and I remember Yasha from probably some other anime. Just so. like the Shiba Inu, which means yeah, exactly. Shiba dog. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um. So there's that. Uh, you did mention listening to. I don't know. Then you also mentioned Duolingo, but I actually am, happen to be. I don't mention too much about music on the show, but I am listening to a lot of French disco right now. It's pretty oh, cool. Um, but actually, the main thing I want to talk about is a game I played a few months ago called Paradise Killer. Sean, I think you've even mentioned it on the show. I don't think you said you finished it though. Yeah. Well, I mentioned it when I when it. Shortly after it came out, and I got it and was playing through, and I was really into it, but I did never, I, I never did finish it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it, it's an interesting game for many reasons, and I was almost gonna say you don't need to necessarily finish it to really enjoy what it is, what's doing. Yeah. But it, the game does end up having a some pretty interesting s- statements and messages just about the nature of existence and. And, yeah. and a lot of different things that don't really you don't really know necessarily where the game's taking those themes until you do finish mm-hmm. it um but uh i think the majority of the if you've pl- you know if you even if you didn't finish it but played it a fair amount you'd probably get enough of that out of it sure, um yeah. but anyway I, I, partly mentioning it because i recently kind of did a little bit of research on the game and it turns out the the, the kind of the backdrop of the game is based on real life things which is pretty <laughs> someone knows anything about the game that, that makes sounds no sense yeah because the game <laughs> is set in this in extremely wild universe of just yeah and they just drop you in without you know giving you much of a warning of what you're getting yourself into and and you and you are absorbing the world and learning about it through dialogues with with other characters and everything is very bombastic and wild and out there and again we're dealing with like gods and demons and yeah. and immortality like and alter like uh what uh th- versions of reality that have constantly been built, built and recreated and destroyed and recreate, yeah. yeah and that's kind of where the reality comes in in that this th- everyone lives on this island that it, this is the 24th iteration of this island where the leaders and in, in the 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 social structure itself has continually iterating to create the perfect society and it's based this this in this in we're on the precipice of entering the 25th iteration and the, the real gameplay is is that there's been a murder and you're you are investigating the murder anywho the the reality of it is that this is based on a man whose name oh something calhoun i think who um rory calhoun <laughs> that's it <laughs> Where he tried to create the perfect society um, with mice. 
you know, using that kind of as a microcosm, like oh, he can, uh-huh. he can, you know, mice only live whatever, yeah. if, however many weeks. So he could easily create generations and say, okay, what didn't work on this one? Okay, let's try to perfect it. And he, and he kind of had this, I think it was even like the, the numbers were chosen because that was like his 25th and the 20, his 25th one, which was like, there'd be, cause you know, providing abundant supplies and resources for, a, you know, a society of rats is much easier to do, right? And you can observe the behavior, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. Anyway, and it being, uh, ended up being a complete disaster. And um, like, it's, it's really interesting to read about. And he kind of, he did his analysis as like breaking down why it failed and kind of like the first death of society is like the moral or is the the breaking of like the mind and in the, in the, uh. the heart. He has a better term for it. Breaking of the soul maybe is what he uses. And and it's, it's actually super interesting to kind of just to read that on its own level. But then the idea that the game kind of takes that and adapts it and, and runs with it. And it's also, there's, I think it's also partially based on a um, Ursula um, Le Guin uh, novel, a yeah. short story she wrote. Anyway. Um, Do you remember the name of it? Because I've read it's, uh, a decent th- amount those, of her stuff, but I don't Those who, it, it's part of her short, the story. The short oh, story collection yeah i don't think a lot of people yeah. have um okay. though um it's i believe it's called those who leave let me just google it those who walk out walk away from omelas oh yeah, yeah definitely not. yeah and it, which is it's it um it's actually an interesting story because I, I i just i kind of as i do, it, it like i enjoyed the game sufficiently well but afterwards and digging more into it i kind of drew more connections to enjoy it because part this this story that was brought to my attention was is actually it's it's a again super short but i i actually wrote like a short story in high school that had this exact premise and i was like oh man this is interesting like just i don't know there like it i I mean obviously i'm a terrible writer but it was just the idea that like oh this i this concept anywho um and and uh yeah it it's i guess for those who are maybe this is kind of piquing their interest it's um i mean it, like in terms of gameplay you're kind of just wandering around an island collecting clues yeah. and interviewing people or you know your investigator right so you're talking to witnesses and, and all these things and the mystery itself is pretty intriguing um but i think it's it, it is more about the world building the atmosphere one of the major highlights is all of the art direction it's it's yeah. so stylized and so and it's it's unique but at the same time nostalgic and, and, and all and everything's intentional like everything is very directed um it, it, and that's a that's a good thing that's a very good thing um and the music is just insane just look up the ost for this game and it's just super jazzy and funky and electronic yeah. and and it's just so much fun so you're wandering around the island investigating these this kind of horrific murder and like it's steeped in this like tropical paradise and again this contrast is very intentional and you're supposed to kind of soak it all in and take meaning out of it and yeah yeah i mean i the and it's like you're all that and then it's like you're interviewing gods about 
this murder, but they're gods who are just uh, just like talking about their casual vacation. Yeah, kind of like it's just weird thing. I yeah, I you're you talking about definitely makes me want to go back and finish it for sure because everything you said is absolutely true. I think I got bogged down a little bit of the, some of the gameplay stuff. Yeah, not that the gameplay was bad, but there was there was like I remember there was some sort there was like a resource like a money, and I remember like kind of getting like bogged down and like trying to collect the right resources to give to people to optimize the best way to get cl- you know just, you yeah know. i think the game does suffer a little bit from what you mentioned because yeah. you, like okay what's going on what what is the me- what are the mechanics of this game which yeah. there really aren't any um like all the all the you mentioned these <clears throat> like one of the things that is intentionally thematic is that the currency of this game is blood um and it's the well yeah get too much into that but anyway and there's there is i think a finite amount but you they give you like five times as much as you could ever spend so don't if you are going to play this game don't worry about it it's not it's Uh, not a thing um so and yeah and and a lot of the game is just walking around getting collectibles which is like why am i getting all these random collectibles but again it plays more into the theming their artifacts from previous generations yeah, of yeah. the island and, they have, and there's like lore and, and it's, it's all the also lore definitely at the more you invest into it you get more out of it just by like reading all the stuff but it is a lot of st- like i remember that was another thing too as much as i generally love all that kind of world building and lore kind of stuff it is a lot um, it is to take in it it, it, it for sure is you kind of have to you know, sometimes you, before you kind of dive into a book or even like a movie, right? Um, or I know, actually, going back to like Andor, right? I, I was just talking to some friends the other week, and they, because they know the show is going to be heavy and they're going to have to really invest into these characters and this world, that is sort of a deterrent. And I'm not, and yeah. I won't even poo poo that because I get that, right? Like before you, some of the, sometimes a game or a book, it's like, oh boy, this is going to be a whole thing. Um, yeah. But in this game, I think. I mean, I've honestly yeah. have not played video games because I'm someone who's just like, oh, I haven't played the first five of this whatever obscure JRPG series or something. I guess I will never be able to enjoy this, even though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a bad example. Not that a JRPG is like something I need to be <laughs> doing to, more of uh, play of or yeah, but yeah. even non, you know, more mainstream. Like I haven't played. I don't know, whatever. Uh, uh, Titanfall one, even though I hear Titanfall two is awesome. Right. The story, the single player campaign is great. It's like, well, I never played the first one, even though the first one doesn't even have a single player campaign. You know what I mean? It's one of those things sure. where it's like I don't know anything about the lore. It's like, yeah. Um, I mean, but but on the flip side, sometimes I I'm like I'm ready for that, right? Like I want yeah. that. I want something yeah. that's deep and I can like really dig and dive. And and I think yeah. I think this game kind of definitely skews more towards the latter where you're going to have to kind of dive in or whatever yeah. but i th- so but i think it still is applicable and, and enjoyable for a casual kind of experience just because of all the aesthetic value and if you're just interested in like i mean just the idea it will be a murder mystery so whatever level of investment your investigation will take mm-hmm. you because the game so yeah. a little bit a slight spoiler you can solve this mystery anytime you want the investigation ends when you say it ends so if you think you you interviewed two people and found three clues and you're thinking yep i figured this out you can go to the there's a judge character you walk up to the judge and say i've solved it and 
you'll engage in the trial. So it, it is really whatever it, you get, whatever you want to put into the game. Um, so you could beat it after five minutes and say, you know what? Hey, I want to, I want to dig deeper. You can go back and do that. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it definitely makes me want to go back through. I definitely need to go back and, and finish that one. Yeah. Type of game that I'm super usually very, very into. So. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that's all I, that's all I really wanted to share since I wasn't even going to mention this game. Cause you know, there's plenty of games I don't mention or whatever, but just because it recently has kind of come back up on like in, you know, yeah. circling the, tubes of my brain all right well i'll cut this part out then all right um um, cool uh all right well uh yes on the video game train i have been playing a game um that is kind of on the complete i want to say complete opposite but yeah pretty fairly opposite spectrum um, from Paradise Killer, and that is Octopath Traveler 2, which is a very oh, no. um, narratively straightforward, I should say. Speaking of JRPGs, JRPG. Um, I played the first one when it came out, and I was kind of disappointed by it. Um, I may have even talked about it on a previous episode. I don't remember if it came out when we were doing these or not. Um, but I was kind of disappointed, and I just wasn't feeling it. Um, but then I went back to it, and I ended up finishing it, and I ended up enjoying it more than I orig- initially did once I kind of got over some of its, you know, my criticisms criticisms of it. But the second one I'm enjoying definitely more than I ever enjoyed the first one. Um, at least I haven't finished it yet. I'm about maybe halfway through, I, I think. Um, and it, uh, I think... They, they they haven't fixed all of the problems of the first one, um, but they've they've improved on it. I think one of the biggest issues. Okay, they, the premise of the game is there's eight people in this world, and they're all going on an Octo. adventure journey or something. Octo that means eight, but not in Japanese. Oh, what is it in uh, Japanese? Hachi. Oh, yeah. So it, what is the uh, game? Is the game called? Hachi Path Traveler in Japanese? What is it? I, that'd be interesting. Although, I kind of think it isn't. I think it's called Octopath even in oh. Japanese. I think it's one of those titles that they use in English. Because I think Octo is right the Latin root. So I feel oh. like it's not. But also, one other reason I think that is because all the main characters in the game, their first initial is a letter in the word Octopath. So I feel like that also. That's a disappointing that uh, fact for me to find out. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> His title of Octopath. Hachi something something. Um, hmm. It is called Okutupasu Torubera. Torubera, I assume, means like tra- traveler hmm. or something. Okay. But Aku, yeah, it's basically Octopath. Okutupasu. Um any case uh i'm enjoying it it's my it's more my biggest issue was the first one was that it was way too formulaic it once you played like the first two or three hours you basically played the entire game just just the same pattern over and over and over and over over again and the the premise being that there's these eight adventures but and they all journey together and you're going on adventures but there's no interaction between those main characters at all it's the weirdest thing it's like for all intents and purposes they could, it could be individual, eight separate games in the, in the amount of time that they actually interact with each other, these eight characters, which is like, that's the, what? That's weird. Mm. That's the whole premise of the game. These eight stories taking place, but it's just, they like, oh, okay. You're, 
you just see one guy in a town and he joins your party. There's no like witty dialogue or scene where they meet each other and they go, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, you're doing this. Hey. And there's like some plot that's interwoven amongst all these characters story. None. It's not at all. It's like that. That was the most disappointing thing for the first one for me. So the second one, they've improved upon that aspect a little bit, though not nearly enough. But the rest of it is much better in that it's not as formulaic. It feels much more like a um, kind of old JRPG with a sense of exploration and discovery that the first one lacked, I felt. Um, it just feels a little bit more organic, less less rote, and just like... Uh, the first one felt like an Excel spreadsheet in some ways, like as, as fun as that sounds. This one feels more like an adventure. Um, so I'm enjoying it. It's still a JRPG <laughs> that the HD 2D art style though is, is still always beautiful, you know, in my opinion. And so that's always captivating and they've improved on it and stuff. So, so I'm enjoying it's fun. It's, it's trash. Well, trash is a poor word. It's, it's a guilty pleasure, I guess, you know, whatever it's, it's frosty. Well, it is a Square Enix yeah. game. So yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. There you go. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so playing that, and then I have also been listening to things, but it hasn't been music. It's just people talking. In that, I've been listening to a couple books on tape, um, or I guess audiobooks. They're called now. Tapes are what things used to be like in the olden days, kids, um, before apps and stuff. Anyways, uh, I listened to this book called Piranesi. It's by... Suzanne Collins, I think is her name. Um, Wait, Suzanne Collins as in uh, Hunger Games? No, uh, no. By Suzanne Clark. Sorry, Suzanne, Susanna Clark. Oh, okay. I was way off. Um, And yeah, well, I was way off. Uh, And it was narrated by Chiwetel Ejiofor. So um, that was cool because he actually has a great, narrating voice like it's very just like rich and and i don't know uh uh in in captivating um he just has a really good voice to him so it made the whole listen really great um and it was a fun book the basic premise is that this guy lives in a labyrinth kind of like think of the greek labyrinth uh he lives in a labyrinth he knows nothing outside of this labyrinth the labyrinth is the entire world it's like a house of infinite rooms and in the rooms, there's statues on the bottom floor, the ocean, like there's tides, the ocean kind of crashes, comes up and there's high tide and low tide in the house. There's a, maybe there's a couple other people, but he doesn't fully know it. it and it's just, it's really odd and kind of surreal. And you're not quite, quite sure what's going on because he uses language as if he's like, he knows modern he uses like modern language and stuff and so it's just this really interesting idea of like okay this guy is trapped in this house of infinite rooms what what's going on here what's going on um it's fun i will say that like by the end of it it was a little more like specific in terms of its answers than i was expecting i was expecting it to be much more like allegorical and abstract and surreal and by the end of it it was much more specifically satisfying you know, if that okay. makes any sense in terms of like, oh, there was a specific reason for pretty much everything that was going on. I don't want to like give away. I'm not going to give everything away and stuff. But um, so it was still satisfying level. But intellectually, I think I was hoping for a little bit more. But it was still a really good listen. And it was short. It was only like seven, eight hours. So if you're going to read it, I'm sure it's maybe two, three hundred pages. It's probably not long. Um, 
Anyways, so it's a recommend for sure. It's fun. It's kind of it's like I think of it. I don't know, like like uh, the story of Daedalus from you know Greek mythology and Memento, like to get like smashed together. That gives you kind of a idea of what it feels like. Um, so it was enjoyable. Um, and then one other listen uh, that I just finished um, that is just as whimsically imaginative and. Uh, so much fun is in cold blood the truman capote book no oh. that's, that's cool that's 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 like a book everyone has to read right well exactly i that was it was my time i had to read it yeah. so now i could graduate from adult university whatever and get my badge um yeah i never read it before and it was something I was like oh you know it was a classic right um and yeah it totally makes sense why it's a classic i don't know i've never been like a true crime person you know so it was interesting to kind of go back to, you know, I don't know if this is, I don't know enough about true crime to know if this is like the original per se, but I kind of feel like this is, if nothing else, what maybe popularized it, maybe, I think. I believe it, yeah. Uh, um, and going back, yeah, and, and listen, and it totally makes sense because it's really interesting how he writes it. It, it is, it's a, it's awesome. It's a really good book. It's it it it's written. It reads, or you know, it it hears. It reads. It hears <laughs> uh, like a fiction story. The way that he describes the scenes, the characters, it's like you're reading a fiction book in terms of like you're in the characters' heads. The scenes are described like a story uh, is taking okay. place. You know, like I don't I don't know how else to describe it other than it's like mo- throughout this book, I just constantly had to keep telling myself, oh yeah, this really happened. This was a real thing that happened because it feels like you're, yeah, just reading some sort of just like fiction book or something. And these like, and, and honestly, I don't know. I do remember watching that movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman that came out. And I think that kind of went into detail about how he interviewed mm-hmm. the subjects and kind of, but I don't remember enough about it to know how he interviewed this up because the stuff that he said, you know, how it's written this book, it's like, how, how could he possibly know this right. stuff? How is he just making this up? Is this founded on anything or is he just like, all right, this sounds good. Let me put this in here. Um, that all being said, it's just a really captivating listen. And obviously it's about a horrific murder and the people surrounding it and the victims. And I think most most prominently the the murderers, the people who, who committed the murder. Um, and it's really interesting just kind of like look back from our history of at this point 60 years ago about kind of how we viewed, how America and culture kind of viewed something like this um, and how much things have changed and in a lot of ways how much things have not changed and how much, you know, you know we still kind of, as a society still kind of think and and treat a lot of these things the same way. And I think this was maybe before things were like sensationalized. And like I said, I've never been a true crime person and I really have no interest in like watching the Dahmer show or, yeah. you know, those kind of things. And I, but this doesn't feel like that. And maybe it's naivety or whatever. And maybe it's a romanticization of the past of like, Oh, back then they were doing it for value. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It just feels like it's less cynical. This this feels like it has more substance and like I, I definitely recommend it for anyone. Even if it's it's not a like, woo, go go read in cold blood. It's a hoot of a time. Um but it, I do think it is an important book. It's a reason why it's, you know, it's widely regarded and often top, you know, book lists and that sort yeah. of thing. Um 
because yeah, I think it definitely there's 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 a lot of interesting things in there and stuff. Um, and he's a really good writer. Capote is just a well, really, really yeah, good writer, so that helps. Yeah, one of the greatest. Um, well, yeah, I kind of think about that. Like, I mean, obviously in more recent history, well, maybe last ten mm-hmm. years, the true crime thing has exploded, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. always been around, of course. Um, I mean, I'm but, sure I've listened to like Serial and I watched Making a Murder. Yeah. So I've kind of dabbled here and there, but I haven't ever really been into the podcast, yeah. you know. And, and I think like, I think I just think there's like a thread between from you know probably in Cold Blood to yeah. Serial, and then to, from Serial, yeah. everything exploded into the kind of the yeah, viral yeah. kind of thing it is now. Um. So yeah, because I, I, yeah, I don't necessarily dabble in that either. I I did actually read the um the uh i'll be gone in the dark um with michelle Mac- mcnamara the yeah, you're aware of that oh. that whole thing right where where it it's it sounds familiar for sure yeah I it's don't it's remember, I, recall- I don't know if, yeah actually uh mario is the one who told me about it but anyway he, well this this was years ago but um yeah it's so as Patton oswald's ex-wife who, who oh that's yeah, right that's yeah, right and that's she, she you know she died so she, um but yeah um and the book i believe was yeah it was published after her death and it's actually it is pretty interesting because it is in a way as much about her i guess in her just in her mm-hmm. investigation so it, it does kind of i almost want because the way you're describing in cold blood sounds sort of gonzo in the fact that he's sort of i mean he's not necessarily inserting himself in this story but he's no, no, taking no, no, no. liberties that yes if you were a true non-fiction story writer would not probably do right um so it kind of reminds me of that sort of a thing and and kind of you may be like a interim between what we know now and what we had then so anyway it's kind of an interesting legacy of these true crime things yeah and and just how like i said how things have kind of changed and remained the same i think like as someone who has not really read true crime a lot, I don't know. Maybe this is more standard than I expect. Maybe that is more normal for these books and stories to be written in that same style where it is, it feels less about some procedural investigation and more written like it's a, like a story. Um, in which case then he obviously is, I think the, you know, the, the spark that kind of lit that right, trend up. Right. Um, but part of me feels like, and this is kind of a gut feeling that that is not what a lot of true crime actually is and that it is more of the investigative even if the writer doesn't put themselves so specifically in the story at least they kind of are a presence as it's their narrative right kind of like yeah. involved in the the facts and the and the bringing them together and and putting a timeline together whereas this like i said you would not know you know if you didn't know it was true you would never think it was true right uh, not that there's anything fantastic about it, but just like the way it's written again, it's just so, you know, fictionalized anyways. But yeah, it's interesting. It's stay tuned for in cold blood episodes. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, well, speaking of murder and how much fun it is and how many, they treat uh, murder just with the same weight and, you know, significance and reverence in John Wick 4 <laughs> in Cold Blood. Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about all the murder spoilers for John Wick 4 and the entire John Wick verse. Um, 
Well, uh, it is a versa. I mean, with ballerina, it extends beyond a single thread, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, um. So yeah. Spoilers for that, but uh, yeah, what happened? In there's no subtitle for this one. It's, just, it's interesting they did the subtitle yeah. for three. <laughs> I have a note about right? that. So it it is very weird because the third one is the only one with a subtitle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, if we're gonna do a bunch of these, you should start giving him subtitles. And then the fourth one, yeah, no, nah, that was too much effort. <laughs> nah, we can yeah, forget it. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like the the Star Wars when they come back when they come out on DVD, they'll retitle them, and give them all subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, <laughs> I'm just taking some bits and pieces here. If we, if we yeah. if we use your idea that Star Wars is a universe for, just to color and provide backdrop, yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah. I could yeah, I could see that working. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's talk about John Wick specifically. What happened in the thing? All right, so. We, we start out in the desert, um, which is was one of the main locations in the third entry in, this, in the saga. And he's returned to the guy, the man above the high table. I, I don't know if this guy has a name, but he's like super important dude in terms of the those that control the assassin world, the underground world of the assassins. Anyway, so he, he goes to him. He asks for his ring back. That he, I guess, yeah, he gave it up in the third one, I think, is what happened. And the guy doesn't give it back, so he kills him. Anyway, so, yep. That, that's, and we're never going to mention that again. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now we're in New York, and we're at the Continental. And um, Winston and Caron, his assistant, um, uh, are kind of being chastised for not killing John Wick, um, as it's now apparent he is still alive, as he has just assassinated um, someone on the high table. So the the new guy that's been tasked with hunting down John Wick, and his name is the Merovingian. Nope, it's something else, but he is a Frenchman, the Marquis. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, so he's hunting down John Wick, and the, his first thing of order is shutting down the continental the new york branch of the assassin guild he chastises winston says your 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 place is deconsecrated your excommunicado and he even kills caron uh man that broke my heart anyway uh, and well especially since, yeah that um since he's passed away i mean listener Charon is uh lance hendrickson yeah, and, and he passed away only shortly before the movie's release. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he's been in many things, and he's a really just a fantastic actor. Um, anything he was in, especially the John Wick series. Um, okay, so... Um, right, so, okay. Uh, so that happens. Then we jump to... Marquis is recruiting some top-level talent to go hunt down John Wick. First on the list is a man named Kane, played by Donnie Yen, um, uh, who's blind. Anyway, he says, go to go hunt down your old friend John Wick. Um, otherwise, we're going to kill your daughter. Okay. Uh, then, John, uh, we're in now Osaka, I think it is, which is an, at another continental in, yeah, in Japan, run by a Japanese fellow by the name of something else and he uh, has a daughter and they run the joint together 
Um, and he's all friends with John Wick, who is hiding out there because he needs he just needs to hide out and make his next plan to and his plan is to take out the high table, which is crazy and the the um, leader of yeah of the Osaka branch is trying to dissuade him from that pursuit. Anyway, the uh, um, the assassin people led by this the new Kane guy show up to shut down this Continental because they're in pursuit of John Wick. They somehow have a lead that he's there, or he just knows that he was old friends with the Osaka guy. Anyway, they decide to deconsecrate this continental as well a whole big fight breaks out this is the first big fight scene of the movie we see kane bust out his crazy moves because he's blind and everything anyway um so that happens john wick gets away and he then finds winston who's also kind of hiding out and the plan is winston says okay what's your plan john john says i'm gonna kill everyone all right john that's great but what what if we had a better plan uh so winston says we can invoke this old rule that we can basically you can duel you know announce a duel against the marquee and then if you win you can you basically make your own terms and say if i win i get to be you know complete amnesty is essentially the plan Mm -hmm. and so john's like okay cool the one hiccup is that he needs to be part of a crime family in order to make the, um, you know, to cha- make the challenge. So this is a big side quest for the next like hour and a half um, where he has to go join a crime family. He goes to the Russian crime family. Um, yeah. yeah. And then he has to do a side quest for them in order for him to be let into their crime family. This involves going to take out this other bad guy. Who's a high table member, I think, um, by the name of Killa. And he does that. He's then led into the crime family and he then makes the challenge. And he then, um, they make their, they agree on the, what the terms and conditions are of the duel. He'll be kind of given amnesty. Winston will be restored as the leader of the New York Continental. Anyway, so then the evening before the big duel, um he the entire city of paris <laughs> is hunting him uh for like an hour and then he has the duel the duel is with donnie yen because the marquis isn't going to fight him himself and um through some sneaky turn of events uh through the duel the marquis is shot dead due to some trickery on john's part and but then, but John is fairly shot, um, and that is essentially the movie. Um, yeah, there's a kind of a little bit of, I guess, is it post credits or mid credits? Anyways, oh, yeah, yeah where um, one part I kind of skipped over a little bit was that the Yang character kills the leader of the Yasaka branch, who has a daughter, as I mentioned, and she is now out for blood. And that is kind of what the post-credit scene is all about: is that she's uh, hunting Donnie Yen and about to kill him. So yes, that is the movie. Um, I did leave out some some characters here and there, like the character, the nobody character. He doesn't really have an influence yeah. over the story, though. So I don't. We yeah. can talk about him later. Also, but. just to just to make it all clear, I mean, you said fatally shot, but John Wick dies at the end. That's that he dies. 
So. He, 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 di- he dies. They are, yes, they, I'm sorry. They do, they are stra- standing over his gravestone saying words as you would expect them yes. to um, in uh, like a Spider-Man movie or something. Um, <laughs> yes. And so they did announce this is the last John Wick, but I did also hear that based on the success of this film, they're now actually talking about a fifth one. So, yeah, which I, I am entirely okay with. I love these movies. I can, they can make them as long as John is, John is going to keep wicking. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I was, well, we'll get into it, but I was actually kind of surprised that they killed him at the end. I was, yeah. I, I, I was not expecting it. Um, though I guess we'll get into that. We'll, we'll see. But, um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, and then also I heard was there was was the talk of the fifth one possibly even just going to be a, a spin-off or maybe it wasn't the fifth one but they talked about a fifth one or well, a, a spin-off they, they've announced with other characters anyway. I think it is I think it's fully official Battle Arena Oh um, that's right yeah, yeah which it, will, it's a show right or something um, let me look it up I th- I thought it was a movie but um, maybe it's a movie It's going to be in it should be next year and it's Anna de Armas if you haven't heard that um, I don't that shouldn't be a surprise. I think that's pretty. That's been that news has been out for a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's gonna be that. Um. But uh, yeah. So uh, that's. I don't. I don't know if they have a release date yet. But um, and I believe it is a movie uh, as far as I know. So. Yeah, if they anyway, so I I would kind of sort of suspect that John Wick may make an appearance in the movie. I don't know if that's confirmed. Actually, it is confirmed. He is in it, but um, okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we should expect to see some returning characters in that film as well. So um, yeah, Um, yeah. Well, so I I do. You did mention the his well, maybe we could save his death for like the chat near the end um but uh it was it was an interesting choice that they did decided to kill his character off i didn't think it was i mean i wasn't necessarily surprised because they had i mean it's, even since the big yeah i mean it's layered there's it's it's obvious isn't the right word but they are clearly setting it up and they're clearly doing the stuff in a movie that is going to have the main character die that you want them to do in that, you know, like in terms of just like, like if you go back and rewatch, which I haven't done, but I just know I recall certain lines and curtain, certain scenes and setups and ideas that are all pointing towards like, Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they've multiple characters have asked John, like, how do you think this is going to end? Um, yeah. And, and John, Keanu Reeves, the most, I don't know, the most famous, but just line is just consequences. I can't do it the way he does it, but just, yeah, just the way he says it is like, yeah, that is kind of one of the main things of this whole story is that there's consequences to his actions. I mean, really stemming from, I suppose, the second one um, is, yeah. is kind of the, where the big consequences come forth, but it's, it's throughout the whole thing. Right. Um, so the idea that he's now, you know, this is, these are the consequences of his actions Especially, I mean, even the decision, well, maybe even primarily the decisions he makes in the fourth one. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think at the time they had, you know, planned on ending it here. So it makes sense to have killed off his character. But 
eh, whatever. He faked his death. I don't know. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah. hate that trope. I mean, that's kind of what I was. Yeah. I, I was. I don't like that trope either. So that's I. I when I say surprised, I was surprised. Maybe surprised is wrong, but I was like maybe pleasantly surprised is also a modifier to that sure. because I was just constantly expecting there to be a little thing where like oh he wasn't really dead they were just doing that so he could get out or you know whatever and so he wouldn't be hunted anymore but he's still alive meaning they're going to keep making these movies um so that they at least for this entry and if they go back and change that that that, that's fine for future movies but at least for this i think i'm glad that they they went all in on the death they didn't undercut the death his his death yeah agreed so it's a it's one of those things where they they gave it its due credit, so to undo it yeah. would certainly undermine the the yeah, effort it, on yeah. that regard. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's tricky now if they did want to do more. I'm not. Sh- it is. I wonder why they decided to end it. I mean, if if they enjoyed doing it, yeah. and money was an issue, which I'd be surprised because I think all of these have done, yeah. have done well. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's kind of curious. Um. Uh. But so we'll have to see how that plays out. Um. Well, anyways, I mean, we'll do our basic stuff. I mean, we've already basically started discussion, and you've already said you love these movies. So, wh- how much do you love this movie? Uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I think I've loved them all, maybe equally. I, I think, may- like, if I, it's difficult to rank them for me. I think the second one is my favorite. I think this one might even be. I don't know, second or third. I don't know. I, th- I think the third one might be my least favorite, but they're all neck and neck. It's not like saying that it means anything. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I did like this quite a bit. I think they really pull. They pulled out all the stops. Is that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was no stops remaining. They pulled them all out. Um, it is like they tried diff- a lot of different cool camera tricks. There was a lot of humor. Um, all the music was super super good yep. um this a lot of great tracks that i that i was like recognized and was familiar with i was like oh this is oh this is the best like the final um up up the hill battle music mm-hmm. is like just one of my favorite songs this oh yeah song from justice super good um like castlevania was they did a bunch of tracks on the in this movie um yeah anyway overall i don't know what else to say like obviously the action was top notch they did i mean we'll kind of talk about the action scenes maybe one by one or something um but they were all they felt unique in their own right even like amongst uh an action series that had like what what other ways that can they do the action scenes that have been done already even within its own yeah. context and they did they found new ways to do it and it was just as exciting as ever so yeah, um, I also really loved it. I I also find it hard to rank these. I, I don't think it's my favorite, but I don't think it's my least favorite. I was going to say, I just like, rec- like remembering them, I was going to say I think the third is my favorite, but but I don't know. It's, I, it's just like when I think of specific scenes from the movies, I go, oh, yeah, that scene was so cool. Okay, that movie's my favorite. And then I'll think of a scene from another movie and go, oh, yeah, that's so cool. I think the first one still has, like, a spot just because it's still, I think, the purest form of the conceit of yeah. the idea of these films. But part of me loves that the franchise is franchise just has become more than what that simple movie is. Yeah. And, and I think that's why 
as much as I still like the first one, I think I like the franchise more for what it just like evolved into. into right. Just, right. Uh, it, it's 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 so crazy what this franchise is. So the first one's still kind of pure in its essence, but I I think I like the just the sheer ridiculousness of everything else a little bit more than that kind of gritty pureness of the first right. one, even though I still do like that a lot from, you know, that's still part of the DNA of the franchise, but um, it just has more to it. Right. Now. Um, so, yeah, so no, I definitely like this one a lot. There's, there's, you know, we'll get into a few issues, maybe I, issues, I guess I, I, I had with it, I suppose, but I definitely do think that these films are kind of a Rorschach test in a little bit, in a little, in, in a way or, in that you kind of get what you want out of it. You kind of like, there are some people that I understand, like they just won't get anything out of these movies. And I, I don't agree with that, but I understand it. Like, I don't know. Like if they were done in another way, I could totally see myself just like, these movies are, oh, dumb. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I, I do feel like there's just kind of like you, you have to kind of buy into a lot of what they're trying to do. Well, not trying to do what they are doing and kind of be on the same wavelength. I mean, so much of this, the, the best parts of these, this franchise, I feel is it feels like you're in a trance or something. And if you're on the same wavelength in that as the as trance that they're on, uh, it, it just works. I don't know how else to describe it. It just works. And it's so entertaining and just enthralling and captivating. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, this movie's great. I loved it. So. Yeah, um, yeah. A couple notes on what you were saying about like kind of the the, the first one. I, I think yeah, I love just like the the purity, and they just give you these little hints at a greater world that he yeah. was part of, and you're like, okay. And it, those elements, I think, are almost just there to kind of get you through the conceit of the movie itself. They're not even yes. there necessarily yeah. to build a greater world exactly, mm-hmm. just to give you these little hints and then get you to the point where you can accept the fact that this yeah. guy's going to be killing a lot of dudes and no one's going to mind too much. Yeah. Um, but I think that is part of the reason why I love the second one the most is because it does the most from taking it from this pure, gritty, yeah. simple thing um, to this greater world and expanding the lore in a way that feels organic and natural and interesting and you want to know more and and kind of like whoa th- this is like this whole thing that is that doesn't need to um, kind of belabor its its world building um, yeah and it kind of it, and it shows off the talent behind the storytelling I think as, as well um, yeah yeah no totally I think and, and that's a good point. I think the second one probably is the best blend of those things. I think maybe one reason why, well, not one reason, but just in general, why maybe the third and fourth ones, I, I, I think are a little bit higher because I think I like it more when it becomes less and less tethered to reality. When the, Fair, the further yeah. it gets into this weird, surreal world that does, like is, <laughs> is so awesomely, hilariously insane the more I am there for that. And and so yeah. the first one, there's very little of that. And the second one, it blends. It kind of goes back and forth. But I think by the third one, it just feels like it's fully accepted. Like, no, we're not even going to try. Yeah, this isn't yeah. reality. This isn't anything like reality. That's like, And so I kind of just like love it for just embracing that. 
Um, but I totally understand what you're, what you're saying though. Yeah. I mean, on that note, I think that's maybe one thing that holds me back a, just a, I mean, the fourth one, you're right. It, it does kind of fully embrace the kind of either just the forget realism, but, yeah. but I don't know, but still, I mean, I, I will say with some, with a few caveats, which we'll get into, yeah. there's I, definitely some things that I, you know, don't appreciate about that. Yeah. Um, but, but just in terms of the lore, which it, yeah. it's like, well, I mean, how much can you really expand the lore? Like, that's why I think this, the second one did a lot of heavy lifting in that regard. And the third one, I think yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. did a good job expanding. I just, I was a little let down that the fourth one didn't have, I mean, again, I don't know where you, you expand to, um, but mm-hmm. it just, it didn't really, ha- it was granted if they're making a conclusion at that point, you don't really want to necessarily expand anything more. You want to like, okay, we've built yeah. the world. Now we're in it and now we're, we're wrapping it up. But yep. at the same time, I kind of, I don't know what else they could have done again, but I think I would have appreciated well, something more. One thing that I do, I don't know if it's a criticism, but it's something that I was maybe a little disappointed by is that it felt like. And I think the franchise in general was setting this up, but I definitely felt they were in this one, setting up this idea of that he's taking out the high table. Right. And that is not what happens. No. That's not the conclusion. That's not the climax. So part of me is like, oh, what? You left something on the table. Forgive the pun. You left that on the table. That's what we were like. That's what, right? That was what it was going to be. Him taking out the the biggest, worst kind of things. And, you know, it, it ended up not quite being about that, but it did you know, uh, paint that picture in my imagination. So what you're saying in terms of like, where else could they go? I mean, that felt like the natural next step to me is actually killing and have, you know, scenes taken out. Who are the, what is the high table? Who are the high table? That's true. If the, everyone is experienced or all these lethal, crazy killers who is above them. Like, what's that? Yeah. I I guess I was, no, you're right. I think, and I think in, their exploration of what that high table could have been, they could have really expanded the rules of the, of the universe. Yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of what's mm-hmm. most exciting to me is that like, there are these rules that yes. everyone sort of abides in. And if you break these rules, it's, it's taken very seriously, yeah. despite the fact that like yeah. everyone's just killing each other. Like, no, you got to respect the rules. Um, you're right. Okay. I think that, that you're right. If they, they could have used that as a, a direction to explore. So, um, yeah. Um, well, I mean, a couple other, I guess, worth kind of, because we're, like I was saying, just like the untethered reality. One thing that I didn't really like, so in terms of the world building, I like that aspect of the world building. And and in terms of its, like, verisimilitude to our own reality, I like it the further and just, like, insane it gets. But the stuff I don't appreciate is how it pertains to John as a, just like as a human person in this world. I don't love those more, uh whatever fantastical elements where he is just like, he falls off a whatever, a 10 story. Yeah. Like, I think they abuse that. That was like, yeah, that very was much too much. Yeah. And the end of the last one, you kind of like, okay, that was a big thing. They get away with it. Cause he's kind of like, whatever it's, un- it's ambiguous and just enough. But in this, there's just a little bit too yeah. much of that, that I think it was a little, it's intentionally comedic to a certain extent, but it just, I think undermines some of the stuff that, you know, arguably the first one again, I think did it best where he is just this guy. Yeah. He's just a guy. And there was too much that, that just like rubbed, rubbed that away too much in this one. Yeah. Especially I, I also, agree. I'm not a fan of the tuxedo shield thing of just 
him running constantly with his yeah. jacket shielding his face. Like I like I I didn't need you don't need that. Like, I don't know. It, that was another thing where it's like, especially in the earlier films, it felt like he, he wasn't just a generic action hero that just like the bad guys always missed or could not get shot. He, every action scene, he was so tactile and precise in all of his movements that it wasn't that he was bulletproof. He was just so good yeah. that he knew where not to be. And this, it just felt a little just like, eh, he's just running and he has his coat over his head. Yeah, I, I, I was not, a f- and I think they abused that a little bit too much in the third one yeah. as well for my liking, that, yeah, but it, it, it wasn't per- perhaps as blatant. In this one, he's just kind of yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to pull my, my collar up <laughs> and I'm invincible yeah. now. Yeah, I, I'm not a f- as big a fan of that. Like, I, I think one of the reasons yeah. I love the, yeah, the first one so much as well is that he doesn't have his invincibility cloak. And yeah, he every yeah. decision, and even I think in large part the second one because they don't abuse it is yeah he's he's being as you say very tactical and precise with as all his movements i mean that's sort of what this gun what gun foo thing is all about right um i mean not to steal from equilibrium but that is they even say in that (laughs) movie this this is how this works your every movement you make (laughs) is optimized Mm -hmm. for maximum damage minimum you know taking minimum hits yeah, and yeah. everything so it's like oh okay sure if that can be a thing that's fine you've, you've told me that's what this is and i i accept the world you've presented before me um but i agree i think this one he not only is he just getting shot with no consequences he's just he's taking uh other kinds of damage without much consequence like falling yeah. off things and just getting beaten to a pulp and and i yeah. do John Wick is definitely someone who takes a lot of damage in any movie he's in, so that's great. Because I, yeah. I, I like my hero beaten up by the end of the thing, right? It yeah, shows that yeah. he's been through a lot. Um, and and John and even from the very first one, that's been the case, right? He's he's just constantly yes. getting yeah. brutalized, and they they even say, especially in the in the previous films, like he he wins because he's a he's a, a force of pure will. He's a man of just yeah. absolute will. Mm-hmm. They don't they kind of that element of of John Wick in this fourth one, they they really downplay his the legend yes. part of him, right? Um, I'm not even do they even say Baba Yaga in the movie? Um, they might uh, maybe they. I don't know. I don't know. Don't. I, maybe yeah. in the maybe in the little middle part where he's going like goes to the Russian his Russian, maybe, Russian family, right. they might have mentioned that. But you're right. They they downplay that, it, it, which is ironic because it's weird because like we we're saying in this one more than any he kind of. And exhibits superheroic properties, right. even though they 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 downplay calling him this like force of nature. Uh, so it's kind of this weird. Yeah, thing. like I I more yeah. because especially I think this again that's why I like the second one so much because the first one they kind of establish him as a legend, and in the second one yeah. we kind of get to see a little bit more why he's earned this reputation because he's yes. now re-entered the world of the assassins where everyone knows him. Um, yeah. And there's the whole pencil trick, right? That that was a big yeah. thing. I would have liked them to set up more of those kinds of things. Yes, that was that's my other kind. Of, I don't know if again, I don't know if it's a criticism, but more just like I I wish they leaned into this sort of action a little bit more in this one. And by this sort of action, I mean what you're saying, those like pencil like scenes. So you know, there's crazy action in all these movies, but generally speaking. There's kind of like two types of action. I don't know if that's even the right way to put it, but there's just like gunfighting, 
well, maybe there's three types of action shit. So there's gunfighting, which is a lot of it, and him just being a crazy, awesome gun guy. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. He's a cool gun guy. Uh, then there's like hand-to-hand combat, uh, CQC kind of stuff, yeah. which he's also good at. There's a ton of that. And then there's the type of action where it's, he's just a guy, and what does he have? He has a book. How many ways can he kill someone right. with a book? Right? Like, so, and uh, that is some ways my favorite type of action. And I would say this film had the least amount of that kind of stuff yeah I, which was kind of disappointing. It, it was a little disappointing is like the improvisational combat right that yes, and that's kind yes, of like yes. if you think about all your favorite kind of like action scenes in movies yeah. like throughout the ages those are the kind of ones that are the, the most fun because like you have your hero he's on in dire straits his yeah. enemy probably has a legit weapon uh you know furnished yeah. for combat and he's having to be be cunning right we like our heroes to be cunning and clever and outsmart their opponents if they're just stronger and can punch harder i mean i mean i like superman as much as the next guy but (laughs) you know um yeah so i wish there was more of that kind of stuff for sure and no absolutely and i will say the the closest we come to that is the nunchucks scene And, and that is is a lot of fun, but I would put it more yeah. into the, as you say, like the course close quarters combat, um, as yes. opposed to the improvisational stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, I've never seen someone use nunchucks that way, and it was quite satisfying. <laughs> it was, yeah. I will even say, like, that sequence. It's actually one of the ones I remember the least, right? But thinking back on it more, that was an awesome sequence because you have the also Don, him and Donnie Yen squaring off where he's blind, which. Oh, oh, by the way, we'll talk about yeah. that. But all the there's almost like more Donnie Yen cool little bits yeah. where because he's blind, that's a weird, cool little gimmicky constraint that forces them to think of really fun ways to have these kind of action set pieces kind of yeah, yeah, center around. Out. And I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm down to dive into the Donnie Yen character yeah. full blast right now because I, I loved it. Um, yeah, no, yeah. So, I, I mean, just you know obviously for those who haven't seen the movie just he his character is is blind but for the conceit that this is you know a movie (laughs) he is not blind at all he can see he it's but but for the entertainment he's blind like daredevil's blind yeah that's a good way to say it um where he's you know on on he probably he can't read writing on paper right he's that kind of blind sure because that's But <laughs> but he could tell what cards he has in his hand yeah. based on something. I forgot how he said. That I he knew, yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> Somehow he figures out what. He... So so it's it it's, and I think obviously there's some of it that is intentionally a joke. It's not like the movie doesn't know what blind yeah, blind yeah, yeah, is, yeah. but it but it, it it's they definitely stretch it. It's it's almost like they yeah. don't stretch it. It's like they they stretch how blind he yeah, isn't. I mean, these films are all about heightened reality. Sure. This is just the, just a natural part of that world of this heightened yeah. reality where or hyper reality. Hyper, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Hyper reality. Um, yeah. but they play it where okay, let's set up some situations where how would a blind man deal with this situation when he's fighting yeah. dudes? So a lot of yeah. that means he's just flailing around wildly, <laughs> which is really really entertaining. Like. Yeah. If if you just had a guy who's yeah. this the absolute best martial artist, but he happened to be blind, I would still not want to fight this guy. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm not gonna I don't care if I can see this guy's gonna kick my butt, and he does. Um, so it kind of I think he I, I really wanted to like because I've read a couple articles on the movie, but I want to read one more about him and how he you know was it his decision to yeah. um 
like the choreography because it's very unique. He feels drunk a lot of the times. And, and yeah, I was thinking the whole time like drunken master. Exactly. Like that style of drunken boxing is a is a style. Yeah, drunk boxing is a style of martial arts. And I wonder if that's where he's pulling from. I don't know enough about yeah. martial arts to tell you if that's the case yeah. or not. But it, it feels he's constantly off balance and he's running into mm. things and he's kind of fumbling. Yeah. Um. But then at the same time, he's very he's also kind of controlled. Um, yes, and, and so it is. It's, it's super interesting. I, I think he almost stole the show for me, to be honest with you, just because he, he was so fun to watch, and his acting was just super surprisingly good. Um, I yeah. think he says more lines than than Keanu Reeves. I think, although I mean, well, that's not saying no, too it much is not saying anything. I think <laughs> I read somewhere John. Uh, uh, yeah. He says like three hundred and sixty line or three hundred sixty words or something in the whole movie or something like that, <laughs> which is fantastic, yeah. but. So anyway, I, I don't know what you thought about his acting. I thought it was super good. And he was also, like, he was super punchy and funny, like, all at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, I, I couldn't say enough about how much I liked his character. No, yeah, he was definitely a, hi- a highlight. I mean, again, if you kind of just, like, almost treat John Wick as not even a character. Like, he almost feels like, you know, Batman in the, in the Nolan films, where it's, like, not even about him in a weird way, even though it's entirely about yeah, him. It's no, just that's like, fair, yeah. He's just, like, the force of everything that revolves around him. Um, but, yeah, Donnie Yen, I think, if nothing else, I thought at the end, like, oh, maybe it's going to follow him. If they do more John Wicks, it'll be Donnie Yen. Especially with the post credit scene, they kind of like true, yeah, setting up him or something. So part of me is like, oh, he was so captivating. I could see him being like his own protagonist in these types of films. So, oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I, it, it'd be a little interesting just because I felt like his character was a little too, um like too outlandish to be the lead. Like I, I like John Wick as kind of the, bo- not boring, but the straight yeah. man to everyone else's as he meets being these interesting characters. Right. Um, like that's what I think. Sure. I, yeah, I agree. I think they would probably have to temper him a little bit in terms of that kind yeah. of outlandish stuff. They would probably play up his daughter relationship with his daughter, mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. thing. If they did a whole movie focus on him. Yeah, but, true. True. Yeah. Um, actually I, I, there's, it's, one of the things I was kind of ex- hoping for in this movie, and if they do a fifth one, is they're the, like kind of returning a lot of these characters that they've they've kind of brought in because all the little fun side characters are were so interesting to me. Like in the second one, Common, I loved his character. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the was it also the second one, Ruby Rose? I think yes. I love those they, characters. That was the, like the final fight scene in the hall. Of yeah, 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 yeah. I love those. Yeah, and then the third one, the the. Uh, the um kanji club guys yeah the the from raid movies (laughs) they're not kanji club but the raid yeah yeah, and then and the final bad guy of that one who was like his is john wick's super fan kind of a guy yeah i love that character that 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 dynamic throughout the entire movie was so cool i love that so Mm -hmm. and i kind of i was just hoping to have some of that more those guys like I mean, not that they ever have characters really return, but anyway, what I'm saying is that they yeah. play well off of John, right? Um, yes. And like Winston, right? Winston is so whimsical yeah. and, and, and he has yeah. a very distinct person. Anyway, I this kind of gushing about all of that stuff. Um, it, it, that it's... Yeah. yeah, I think all of those side characters. I will say one thing that and disappointed there, because I like Bill Skarsgård a lot. I thought he oh, was yeah. really good yeah. in this. I thought he was a great villain. Um, that kind of like smarmy, just like opulent, 
you know, Frenchy kind of guy that is easy to hate. He did a really good job with, but I was thinking like, what happened? I, because I also really liked that woman from the third one as the villain. And I was like, Oh yeah. She felt like they were a natural person. They could have brought back the, the um, adjudicator. Yes. The I said the exact same thing after I watched it. I was like, what happened to the adjudicator? I thought she was really cool. Bring her yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting it, but they did bring in that. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, uh, he was barely a character. But, uh, Clancy, Clancy Brown. Um, yes. Clancy Brown. Yeah. He was Clancy great Brown. too. I loved him. Yeah. He was great. I wanted more of him. He was just kind of there. And part of me at the climax, I'm thinking, Oh, he's going to like drop a thread that like is going to pull us into the high table kind of, like, right, but then John dies and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I guess this is the end. Okay. <laughs> it, no, I was also surprised by that because I thought, okay, this guy's here, and I think they call him the Harbinger. Which again, yes. I just love these. Yeah, like, right. It, it, it's it's so subtle, and they don't need to do a whole lot with it. But just put it there, and it just builds like the it, it builds the world in your head. It, they don't even have to do that much. Just like calling the Lance Hendrick character Caron, right? Is like, oh, yeah, that's all you yeah. need to do. We get it. Um. Uh, yeah. So, but they, but to your yeah, as you were saying, they just they said nope, he's dead. End of story. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, especially since part of the deal was that he not only does he get his amnesty, but then he also dies. So it's like, oh well. Yeah. It's, even if he faked his death, why did he fake his death? Like, <laughs> like yeah, he could, he would have been he would have been okay. <laughs> um, and actually, so since we're on the topic of characters, I, I did briefly mentioned the nobody character mr nobody yeah um he he was an interesting character um i i I don't really know like i liked him in terms of just him on camera was cool and he had a dog and that was important for john wick's kind of full circle thing i think that's almost the primary reason he was there um that's yeah i think it was more than anything just a foil to john but i agree in terms of the actual story I don't know if there was really a great like, purpose for him there. Right, the and I like the idea of him being a foil, but he he never really played that role. Like, I think that was the intent of his character. But the reason he was sort of brought in and, and given importance to is that, oh, wait, he somehow is smart enough to track John, whereas everyone else can't. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that is actually logistically never the case. Like, he, yes. Yeah, and it doesn't really... Man, it doesn't it mean doesn't add up to anything right. or culminate because right, he he just he somehow independently find out that john is at in osaka in the beginning yeah. of the movie but so does the rest of the high table so it, he doesn't yeah exactly he, and then even in paris he does track them but everyone else but also so does, does so quite does too, easily so, they, yeah. so I, I don't it doesn't it didn't work for me in terms of the foil, it does work for me in terms of the dog, but then it also doesn't yeah. work for me because we just did the dog thing last yeah, movie with like Holly the, Berry, and she did dogs, it maybe arguably better. Um, yeah, I, I like the dog stuff in the second one, or the last movie, a little bit better. I I liked his role just kind of like as a weird kind of like ally, kind of just like a no-name, like a mysterious like yeah mysterious stranger character I'd... mysterious stranger I, I i just wish there was a little bit more to it yeah I, I also like the idea of like okay you have one john's trying to get out and he's trying to get in right like, yeah. like that's what i mean like there's there's very obvious parallels here but i'm not sure ultimately where you know where it felt like they just kind of had there was a cool idea and set up for stuff but then he was just kind of there the rest of the movie without yeah that's how i felt anything. too so it you it know. it wasn't a bad thing it, it didn't hurt the movie yeah. by any means but I no think, i don't think it hurt yeah, it but yeah. yeah um 
so yeah, I, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of make a mention of the different yeah characters and stuff. Um, um, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure when we talked about John Wick three, which was not a full episode, it was just a brief conversation when we're talking about Godzilla, I think like that. I'm pretty sure we talked about this when I think we brought it up, but it it's worth bringing up again. I I just I love. Like again, like I said, the the kind of un, other untethered to reality kind of stuff, the this hyper reality, this like almost, I don't know, other world kind of thing, and this take that like these are all just children. Yeah. This is just a giant children's game. Everything plays in that. It plays into that for me, and even and more so in this one too. Like even like Mister Nobody is just a kid with his dog. He's like, I want to play. Yeah. Can, Can I, I play? Let me, Let me play. play. I want to play. Can I play? Right and the high table it's like the adult table yeah. right like i don't know there's just like all these things that just to me are just like yes this this is just about children and playing games and pew 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 i got you no you didn't yeah, yeah you did oh, i had force field force field like that is exactly what's yeah, going it, on it is, here, it is but, every, every since you kind of told me that, uh, that take on yeah. john wick i i yes. watch every movie with that kind of that um film or whatever you know that that filter yeah. Uh, and I love it. I think it's, it's really cool. I don't know if the, I hope the filmmakers are sort of aware of that element to it because it yeah. it adds so much kind of like depth to it. Just I just I think it's the second is it second or third where where John Wick he's being hunted and he tags the steps of, oh, of yeah. the I think it's the third yeah one. it might be the second okay, one I'm trying to remember the, uh, the continental of the continental and he says oh I'm safe or so yeah. and it's like that's like, totally right, oh I'm, I'm tagged yeah. base I'm safe you guys you can't you can't yeah, get, you me. Can't get me. And and I I love that I think because it it again just like the these ridiculous yeah. uh, uh, the rules uh, like rules. these are the rules you broke it was like yeah. well that's the rule no I don't what no nah. yeah. uh huh those are the rules we set yeah. like it, it's just like and and I, I don't know I think there's something to be said as like as as surface level as like these these films are in terms of its machismo masculinity and like this is like men shooting each other I don't like. It is not that at all. Like, I'm not saying that you can't maybe, I guess, appreciate it for those films, but that is definitely not why. Like, oh, I, no, not no, at all. Like, it's cool. Like, it's Keanu Reeves shooting people is cool. Sure. Yeah, that's – but it's not like, yeah, isn't it cool how much he kills people? Like, that's not why – and maybe this is my a little bit my plea to people who maybe don't quite get these films. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't like these films because I think that. Like, I don't think like, yeah, these guys are like the coolest guys and I want to be like these guys – it's I like these films because there's I think a surprising amount of like depth to them and maybe not in terms of like their philosophical I don't know messaging but just in terms of like the the filmmaking right like to me it's clear that this is these are children and it's I'm watching children run around who think they're cool doing these silly silly stuff and it's entertaining it's entertaining to kind of watch this happen and them to to make these rules and another layer to that is that the rest of the world does not care yes. what these people are doing. And that's one of my favorite parts yes. of these films. And this one does c- continues that they, they, there's a little bit where the people start reacting. But other than like there's a the, – the main scene is there in the dance club when they go to the Russian and John and, 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 and Kane and yeah. Mr. Nobody have a card game. And then anyways, a giant fight scene breaks out, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they're, dan- they're they're fighting in this dance club, and it's like this super heightened reality. It's like, I don't, it's like the Blade. It reminds me of Blade. Club they enter the the, yeah. the dance club, and it's yes, yeah. 
it's just like no no actual dance club is like this in the real world. <laughs> it's like something out of a like cyberpunk. Like if you played cyber cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. This, I'm sure there's a scene like this in there. Anyways, but it's like, you know, super, you know, uh, bass music, neon lights flashing, just bodies, water, I don't know. In the midst of hundreds of these people dancing, right next to them are these guys (laughs) with axes, like literal axes. And I was laughing out loud in the movie theater. It was one of my favorite things at the movies this year. It's just like... Watching the for no reason, there's no explanation of why these guys have hand axes at all. It's just like, yeah, these guys have hand axes, and there's now a an axe fight in the middle of a dance club, and no one cares. Everyone is just dancing (laughs) as if nothing is happening. Like again, that's like that dimension of of the like the playground filter or whatever you want to call it is is an element i love enjoying like in in present all movies i think my favorite scene you know depiction of what you described is the second one when when john wick and common are fighting in the subway and they're 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 like a hundred meters apart on different like elevations and they're shooting yeah. guns, but there's like silenced guns at each other and they're trying to be like sneaky about it. And this is exactly like it's kids playing tag in the, yeah. sh- in, in, in the, in the department store with their parents. Everyone just has to like ignore them and pretend exactly. like this isn't happening. Yeah, Cause it's imagine like you're running around as a five-year-old or whatever, playing tag with yeah. your brother, your friends and your mom's talking to her friend or her, the department store lady and they're ignoring you and you're running around like maniac. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> and I just, I, I love it. It's, it's so, yeah, it, it's, and, and throughout this saga, there's, there's scenes of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Well, I mean, we could kind of maybe go through some of this, the the, act, the actual sequences and like kind of pick our favorites. That that act scene, it might be my favorite. If it's not my favorite, it's definitely in up there, my top two or three favorites of this film. Like, I think it's the one that's the most just like exaggerated. And again, that's what I love about this franchise when it just goes full force into these super, like also just like the... Uh, the geometry of that space is really weird and interesting. Yeah. There's like this on this top layer, there's a waterfall inside this building and they're like falling off this waterfall. So they're fighting in this pool, but it's a dance club and it's like industrial where there's railings and yeah. stuff. It's just it's like, an interesting setup. Just, yeah. it, it was for sure like visually like interesting and they do plenty of interesting things with the lighting and, and the music and everything. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, well, I already kind of mentioned the, I don't know what are we, the, the, Battle on the hill, the on the stairs, uh, yes. ba- which is I'm pretty sure you know a big big old fat metaphor for Sisyphus. I mean that's kind of John's whole yeah, life story, yeah, yeah. so I think that's what's going on there. Yeah. But it it's it, it's so it's such like I hate to mention like describe it too well for those who haven't seen it because it is such yeah. a cool fight. We yeah. we've come so far with John, not just in this film. In this film, it is feeling long by the time we get to the hill. Um, yeah. it, that's maybe a slight criticism, but because it is a long movie, yeah, it's a it's a pretty long movie, and you and by the time you're there, you feel it, and he, and John has just got done battling for hours on end, <laughs> the entire city of Paris essentially. I mean, that's another thing where I just love, like, the last hour of this film, it's not they they go if not longer. all out. Yeah. As I mentioned before, yeah. there were no stops remaining. And and <laughs> yeah. by the time we get here, you're like, what else can they do? What is gonna happen? And it's it's everything you want. It it is is him and Donnie Yen just kicking butt all the way up this hill. Yeah. Well, actually, it's 
So it's just him at first, him at and first. Mr. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. He kind of helps him. Yeah, he helps bit. him a little bit. Um, and he's just kicking butt all the way up the stairs, and and of course he gets to the top, he gets kicked down, and he's he's rolling, and it is. I laughed so hard. I I don't know that I've laughed. <laughs> harder at a movie like just ever like it i mean and, and that is definitely a sequence where it is intentionally yes. funny like they they know what they're doing and it's obvious what they're doing but you're in on they're in on the joke they're in on the joke like, you're on the is, joke you're yes. loving yeah. each other's company yeah you and the movie yeah, together exactly. <laughs> yeah. um but it, yes. it, it i just i can't stop i Obviously, it makes you think of Hot Rod. It makes me think of that yeah, edit of um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones where Arya is rolling out. Like, yeah, I was literally thinking of that. Yeah, I was thinking of both those things as it was happening. Yeah. It and it's, it's just so well done. Where it's it's blatant, but it's also yeah. like like because even when he gets to like a level platform, he still is rolling. Yeah, he still just keeps. Oh rolling my gosh, I, I just I can't help it. I just I I want to watch the entire movie again. I was almost gonna watch it like last night just to watch it again but um i yeah. wanted to watch it just to get to this final scene again and enjoy everything it has to offer it is it's just super good um so i think that one is probably my favorite fight scene in the movie it, it yeah that one's another good one uh, two more that really stand out well i'll well i was just going to kind of go through them all just yeah but yeah. the one in the osaka hotel was re- which is really the first kind of fight yeah. scene which was good and also was fairly lengthy. Mm-hmm. There's different escalated to different kind of portions because the climax culmination of I'm pretty sure that's the scene with him and Donnie Yen and again another hall of mirrors kind of with glass yeah. and the nunchucks and their first kind of square off. But before that is kind of the classic because they introduced this in the third one where like, oh, they have body armor now. So they have to strategically shoot everyone in the neck. Yeah. The film just starts off that way. Right. So from the very beginning of this film, they're having to like like rip their helmets off and shoot them all in the neck. And, and so they're doing that from the beginning, but that, that, and again, there's no bad action sequence in these right. films. So it's not a matter of like, Oh, that one wasn't very good. It's just like, what do they the do really, differently? What was, yeah. What do they do? Different? Yeah. So that was kind of like the baseline, which was really good. But, and you know, there's a couple moments, like you said, the nunchucks. And stuff, Nunch- well, cool, one of the highlights lame. for me was um, Akira, who I, I wanted, again, just another side character. Um, I could have done Oh, with yeah. a thousand more moments with, um, but yeah. she is wielding a bow and arrow and she's just, Oh yeah. She does some point yeah. blank shots of dudes like, yeah. and just, I've never seen a bow used that way. I've never, you that know. was cool. And then uh, also even uh cane, that was also where he used his like doorbell. Yes. Motion yes. trackers in this kitchen. So like he, because he's blind, he places these little, and they don't do that again in the rest of the film, which is fine, but it was just kind of like, Oh, they could have maybe escalated that somehow. Anyways, yeah. But so he places these just like things, and you're like, what is he doing? You're not quite sure. And then these guys walk in, and it ring a doorbell sound goes off. And I was like, ah, you get it. And so based off the doorbell sound, he's just like killing guys as they move through. I think it's a kitchen or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So that's in there too. That that's great. Uh, so um, what I'm trying to think. What there's there was a fair amount where they're just kind of traveling a bit and they're doing a lot of talking. Um, well, the, what was the, the next the, scene after the Osaka scene? Uh, oh yeah, you mean okay. Um, um, yeah, I guess we don't have to necessarily list every fight scene. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was actually, like, oh, I can't I, remember I, what happens after sure the there's Osaka something, one. Um, there's something more in there. Oh well, there's the there's the Russian dance club it wasn't russia i think they're in germany but yeah the, it, like yeah. the, the, the dance club scene that's that's pretty much right in the middle i think but then there's basically the whole last like i said hour of the film if not longer is just 
set piece after set piece after set piece, and culminating in the stair fight that you were describing. But two of them before that were also some of my favorites. So the Arc de Triomphe yeah, scene, yeah. that was like, again, I think that was one that also was different than anything. It was basically, if if you're familiar with the Arc de Triomphe in Paris, it's just this gigantic roundabout in the middle of, of Paris, circling the Arc de Triomphe. And, you know, whatever, it's like five, six, seven lanes of traffic or whatever. And in the film, it's just like, again, taking that, push it to the fullest possible exaggeration you could go. So it's just like, they're doing this gun martial arts combat in the middle of just like cars nonstop driving, yeah. flying at them. They're jumping off of cars, bouncing off of cars. And then, again, no one is stopping for them. No one is just like, oh, let's stop. There's something crazy going on. It's just like full traffic. No one seems to care that there's an army trying to kill this person. People are getting out of their cars, using their doors as bullet shields and like using their cars as weapons. Cars are flipping over. And it doesn't matter. Everyone in Paris is just going about their business or whatever. That that sequence I thought was just awesome. Just like one of those ones. It's like everything that's going on. It's just like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is so cool. Uh, and then another highlight for me was, I think it was either right before that or right after that. I think it was right before, is the just like the apartment abandoned. Oh, it was it was after that, scene? I think. Was it after sure. that? Okay, so yeah, he gets chased into basically an abandoned apartment, and it for what actually happens, it's nothing extraordinary. But I think it was maybe the most um, captivating in how it was shot. Yeah. And basically, he gets like a uh, shotgun with dragon's breath shells, like which incendiary like rounds, exploding. Yeah, incendiary round, incendiary rounds. And there's at least one, I think two, but there's a couple shots which are one shots. Yeah. And the camera doesn't just like stay on him. It moves up. So now you're like, I have, there's not really another way easy to describe this other than a video yep. game. Imagine 100%. a video game that you're looking like a top down, like, like Smash TV or Ryan, I know you play this, is uh, Hotline Miami. Yeah. It's exactly like Oh my like God, that. this was Hotline Miami, the game. Not only the shot, because it's a top-down view, he has a shotgun and he's just blasting guys, blasting guys through walls, hitting the guy. Like, the music is this trance-like yeah. dubstep thing that is just like a monotonous thing. And you're when I said earlier, this trance of what this film can do, that I think the is like the pinnacle of that. Yeah, because you do, you do like, fall into a trance, yes. but your eyes are unblinking, right? That's Yeah, it, 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 exactly. It's just like... What is happening on screen is so captivating, but you're like almost like not even reacting. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like feeling it. I don't know. It's so especially that scene that, because that sequence it, is so yeah. awesome. I don't know how else. Well, it's, it's, it's also because it, it's awesome because just it. There's so much visually going on. It's almost like yeah. too much to take in because yeah, yeah, it's like this top-down camera and and he's shooting like these fire bullets that are spraying out in this yeah, and he's going beautiful like room to yeah. room and the camera's panning and tracking as he's moving through the rooms of this apartment. So it's I don't know how to describe it. Like as much as I was saying, you know, the the conceit of like these are kids. I think this one more than the rest is felt more like a video game yeah it, which is it, when the i previous ones. That, obviously that's the the first thing i thought of like when that camera starts yeah. moving up like that i was like oh yeah. wow we're in a video game now which is funny because yeah. it they've done a great job of really not making these films feel like video games before even though like yeah. for all comparable reasons you would think so um yeah. but this one it was the first scene the first time where i was like oh wait, wow this how come i've never really equated yes. this so strongly to a video game anyway uh, but 
I and you can take that for what you will, you know. I, yeah, like I said, I I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm saying that as something I enjoyed about that. As someone who has often criticized movies for feeling video yeah. gamey, this is not doing that in the way I dislike. I, I mean, that's a convoluted way of saying that, but uh, this is like a, a a aspect of a video game feel that I've never seen really conveyed this way in a movie, and I was therefore I was like that. Yeah, yeah like I, I said, think they they that it, might be one of my yeah. I think, too. and this is one of the. the I could see them planning this whole yeah. scene and going like, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? We've never done a shoot like this. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like they wouldn't know it was going to work or not until they were done almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they kind of know how to do the close quarters thing. They've done like kind of, you know, more side panel kind of a yeah. thing before they but this is it was entirely unique, and that's what I'm going, you know, kind of going back to. Like, okay, if this is our last John Wick. Let's try everything that we can possibly yeah. think yeah. of, th- yeah. throw it out there, see what works. And I, I love that they, e- even in its fourth iteration, they're still in reinventing yeah. things, um, mm-hmm. and 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 it works. Um, so yeah, I, I also very much enjoy that. And again, like you said, there wasn't a bad action scene. It all worked for yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, and it, and they definitely ended on like a high note in that regard. So, yeah, I I think another way sometimes I the more I was thinking I was like, why do these action scenes work for me? And like because you know we're fairly critical of bad action movies, like right, like just action that is boring or just like unimaginative and and wrote. I mean, recently we always poke fun of Black Adam, but there's a reason we do. But you know, like it just like forgettable action. Yeah. Like, but one of the reasons I think I, – I, I don't know if – was I describing this to a friend or was I just thinking this? I don't remember anymore. Anyways, <laughs> I think I get a very similar level of joy or you know entertainment, whatever, from watching these action scenes, an action scene in John Wick that I do from watching a just awesome choreographed big musical number like something from In the Heights, right? Like when I watch In the mm-hmm. Heights and I it's the $90,000 – whatever that song is at the pool and we're – like, right? There's a similar level of enjoyment I get from watching a John Wick action scene as when I'm watching that uh, sequence like that, right? It's it's not that I like, oh, yeah, I like to see people die. Yeah, death and guns. Like, no, I don't like that. Obviously not that. But there's just like a knowledge of just the, the spatial awareness, the, the movement, yeah. the way things just flow and are choreographed. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Again, maybe – trying to make an appeal to someone who isn't into action movies and maybe to get them to understand why these films work, that might help. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't, but well, yeah, I, I mean, one thing is that like on that note, I know our mom, mom really likes these, yeah. or she, she also enjoys these movies. I, mean, I don't guess. I don't know how much she likes them, but it, it, one of those things where like, yeah, my mom does not like murder shows. She's, she doesn't <laughs> yeah. like game of Thrones, no. she, like any, yeah. you know, this, yeah. But, but she does enjoy John Wick. So it's like, which is somewhat surprising to me. Um, just <laughs> yeah. the, um, but right, because I think, yeah, I think there's an element there where there's there's art is the forefront of it. Like is being yeah. skillful in the way we're showing these movements. Um, there's an art to it as opposed to just like, uh, I don't know, you know, just let me just yeah. shoot you. Well, <laughs> Um, going back to the video game, it it definitely remakes reminds me like John Wick is the movie version of um, Super Hot or Super yeah right Super Hot is that what it's called Red Hot Super, 
Yeah, you know Super Hot. You mean the, the VR game? Or, it or, is Super guess, Hot. Yeah. yeah, the VR game, right? Or or Red Hot or Super Hot is the VR game of, of the John Wick. Yeah. Right? Like when you're playing that game, you feel like John Wick, and it's not because you're killing people. The killing is incidental. That is just like, well, okay, that's the means to get that's... someone to do this movement and to think in this style, and that's what I get with John Wick. It's like, okay, yeah, what we need to have some thing happening there has to be something happening in this movie they're dancing in this movie they're you know this in this movie he's killing people whatever that's right that doesn't matter yeah. right it's it's about the movement and the and the shots and the and the the motion the lines and like yeah, as it, someone it, who knows nothing about choreography choreography <laughs> to me it, it feels of the same you know kind of thing same dna yeah no, for sure i think it, it in this case you know it's as much about or more about the how of it. Like how how are yeah. you going to tell this story? Like that's that's what we're interested in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and how how are you going to paint this scene? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's very yeah it's very interesting to see that take place. Um. Well, what else? I'm trying to. I'm going through some of my notes. Yeah. Um. um well, yeah, well I, I uh, just um, one little. This, this is a complete anecdote because. Um, like I said, I was reading just a little bit about the movie here and there. And, um, but one little funny thing was that Keanu Reeves gave all his stuntmen t-shirts with their death count on it. Like how many times he's killed them personally, (laughs) which is ah, like, ah, man, that's so cool. That's, ah, like, yeah, that's just a, yeah. Um, I I think another kind of a little bit touching on, um, some of the world and, what we're talking about earlier. I think another aspect that is interesting that isn't very, at least isn't apparent on maybe an initial watch, but is that how one, how all the act, everything is played serious, right? This, these movies would not work if they weren't playing it as serious. Like if they were joking about things like not that there's not humor or there's jokes or they're not self-aware, but they're never undermining that. Everyone is playing it a hundred percent real, right? There, there's no, you know, with maybe the exception of like, you know, Lawrence Fishburne is, and, and almost like Ian McShane are kind yeah, of like a, l- a little bit jokey, yeah. like almost kind of aware, but, but not enough to, again, to make the rest of it crumble. Whereas the, everyone is f- fully, com- everything is fully committed to this ideal. And that's why it works. Yeah. And that's why it can be funny and ridiculous right. and stuff is because they're going full, full into it. Um, but another thing that's really just interesting is, how like how much this world is i don't know how to describe this in the first one okay he he's a killer and it's because they you know killed his dog but he had a relationship with you know his wife and you get a sense that there was a relationship a world outside of this world but like so it's all these killers right what are these killers? What are these? All they're doing is killing each other. There's all this. It's an insular world. It's a world that like exists for no other purpose than to kill itself, to eat itself. Right? Like, it's so interesting. There's never, I guess in the second one, even the second one, it's someone in the world contracting him to kill another person in the world. Do you know what right. I'm saying? They're like, they're not, they're not killing some political figure or some like politician at least not any overtly that I can remember. Everything is so just like, well, they exist for their own existence. Yeah. It's just like, a, it's and just I, a I've observed that as well. And, and I think that concept plays even more into the playground, uh, oh, yeah, veneer absolutely. or whatever, absolutely. you know, version. Yeah. And it, it, you know, I, 
I'm sure I don't even need to say it, absolutely reminds me of the assassin games we used to play uh, years ago yeah. with Nerf Assassin. So <laughs> yes. those who yeah. are listening might think that last <laughs> sentence sounded insane. <laughs> and it should, because it was. Yes. But we used to play assassin games. So we would have 20-something people engaged in this assassin yeah. game, where by the end of it, we would, you know, we had to assassinate each other as we went about our daily lives over the course of months, or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Weeks, probably, I guess. But um, we would show up at each other's work, places of work, and we had to discreetly assassinate the other person with a nerf gun. And or maybe sometimes not so discreetly. Um, it, and it, yes, it, it, you're very much only playing with those within that agreed upon yeah. group, right? The Assassin Guild. And it, it yeah, it just this this movie uh, far less so, I suppose. Well, no, still. But where there's a bounty out, right? There's a bounty. In fact, we played a game version yeah. like that where a bounty is called out on a single, uh, you know, a certain individual or individuals yeah. and then the rest of everyone else has to hunt them down. That's very much what's going on in a lot of this movie, these movies. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it is a world of assassins that exist entirely in, in, insulary, just as you would in a game of tag. Um, everyone else is incidental, right? Um, yeah. And, and there never is collateral damage. Right? Yeah, I mean, right? think like, about they're, that. They're... In any other like action movie, there's explosions mm-hmm. that knock out people, right? And there's it just or just yeah. stray fire that never takes place in these movies. Yeah, you never see like civilians getting nope. mowed down in the background or anything like that, right? Like it really is. I, I think that's also why it doesn't feel like a normal like gratuitous action film. It's not violence for the sake of violence, right? right? Like they're all willing, active participants in this game. They're yes, right? it, like, it's a game they're playing. And they're all, they've all at some point agreed to play it. Uh, granted, yeah. sort of the premise of the story is that John wants out. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and it is interesting too, I mean, even like playing that into the metaphor, because I do, like I was saying, his relationship is what, with his wife is really the only relationship that I could think of that exists outside of this insular community, Right. right? I, I mean, there, there's. I'm sure there's something that I'm forgetting. I guess I don't know, but like everything, even even um, the Osaka guy, the bullet trade, um, you know, yeah, samurai yeah. guy. Him, his daughter. It's his daughter. Well, but her daughter is part is of in, the, it's, yeah. She, yeah, she's the Lance Hendrickson character to him, essentially. Right. right. So she's part of the world too. So there's like nobody who even has relationships outside of the game. Again, like it almost feels like. Well, I mean, we said it to death, but yeah, a, a, a kid's game. As soon as they're done, it's like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to have my actual normal. Yeah, my like, real life. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe I do have a mom or kids or parents and like fa- other things. But while I'm in this world, none of that matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. We'll never, and we'll never break character. And, I, and I really like that because that's, you know, especially like a lot of these kind of spy movies like, oh, I'm a, C- yeah. I'm a CIA agent by night. But by day, I go back to my to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> like True Lies or I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. Actually, I want to go back to a little bit. Just you had mentioned sort of the um, seriousness or subtlety that the movie plays with, where everyone's kind of taking this seriously without being yeah like over serious, and that's kind of why it works because yeah. no no one's mugging at the camera, right? That's that's not yes, what this is. That's right. Yeah. And exactly. I think like I was especially in this one, 
there's an element along with that there's an element of sort of minimalism as well even though we've kind of been talking up like these bombastic fight scenes there is this like I mean, it's it's kind of right sized, I guess is the way you'd say it. But just there's a lot of yeah. minimalism just in the way the the writing takes place. Like in in a mm-hmm. in a what I would say a lesser movie, the interactions between characters would be flooded with needless dialogue. Um, oh, and yeah, and yeah, the yeah. interactions between the characters are like the, you are already thinking what they're not saying, and yeah. that that just shows how one how skillful the writing is and that it doesn't it it puts the ideas in your head because the acting one the acting is well is good enough to convey it just through the other things like facial expressions blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. um but also because they've structured it well enough to get you there right and the fact that john john's character as we said is very taciturn or whatever and that he's not saying anything a lot lot of times he's not saying Mm -hmm. anything but we're reading his mind. We know what he's thinking. He doesn't need to say anything. Um, it, 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 I love that. That it just kind of, it kind of, it elevates the whole film yeah. by everything you've already said, Sean. In terms of, again, a lesser movie, this would just look like a, a B. It's a very violent, schlocky. Like, why are we calling this like more artful than yeah. you know something else? And and, and a play, it, all of that works together, right? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. It's it's almost like the the dialogue. Well, you know, maybe if not this one, then like the 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 pinnacle of what we were talking about in terms of the combat and the gunplay. The dialogue is t- as tactical and precise as any of the action that they're doing. There's not wasted movements. That's a good way to say it. Not, yeah. Right, like it's it feels of the same you know, whatever, uh, a uh, uh, mindset of the same, like style, the same ethos is that they are choosing these words. They are choosing how to interact with each other in the most, it's the, in a way that, you know, gets them to their goal in the most efficient. And all of the subtext is still there. It's obviously still there, but they know that they, well, this is what I have to say. This is how I say it or whatever. And, and I think, and the characters that maybe indulge a little beyond that stand out. Right. Like, like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Fishburne, right? right. Like, and, and it, and it's very curious choices because it, it almost, it kind of feels like Lawrence Fishburne is like, it almost feels like we're going to plant you in this movie and we're not going to actually write you words and you're just going to figure <laughs> it out and you're going to do your own thing. Yeah. And it, and it kind of <laughs> works because he feels a little more unhinged than the rest of the characters. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah, it, yeah, totally. And I actually, very much like it and appreciate it so anyway um although i will say in this movie i wasn't entirely sure i understood that character's motivations and what he was like doing yeah i don't i i was also i wish jason manzoukas was back in there what happened to him uh wait which which Um, character was he he was one of the bums oh yeah and the third one was he in both well yeah i mean where's john leguizamo right yeah, that's a, it's it's so funny to think of like yeah, the first movie right. where all the, like where this franchise has been like well, it was John Leguizamo. Remember, Willem Dafoe was in the first yeah, one. Yeah, it was just like his buddy sniper. Yeah, well, it, and that's what I'm saying. Like this whole franchise has had these great characters. I keep wanting to come yeah. back, and I appreciate. Yeah. I I almost appreciate more that they don't. Right. Oh yeah, it's cool. I mean, the the bad guy of the first one, or you know, the it was Theon. You yeah, know, Theon Greyjoy. Theon yeah. From Game- <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, that, um, remember when he was like the bad guy? I mean. You know, it's his dad or whatever, but you know, he's yeah, the I, instigator anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I anyway. So, it's a it's a great movie. Everyone go see it. 
Um, I hope they make more of these. Um, so it's up to you listening audience to go make this movie more money. So they will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if they don't make more of them, I'm also very happy with the franchise that we have. True. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I I do want them to make more because I do like it, but I won't be upset if they don't because now we have this awesome four that's movie like, that's like, a good point franchise like, that is just a really good awesome experience and and it's a it's a very simple straightforward story about a guy trying to you know doing his thing and that he dies at the end and it, it's tragic but it also is like oh yeah he's either the only way out of this is dying and you know every again we were talking about earlier but like they were setting it up so much in this film. Yeah, all these lines, yeah. all these things setting up that he's gonna like this character is 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 dying. What is it, like a good death? Uh, a good death only comes after a yeah. good life. Um, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, no, you, that's a that's a good point. And it, it, this is a franchise where if I had cable, if you know one of those movies where if you're flipping the channels and this and this is on TV, granted yeah. these are horribly violent and rated r so that probably is not gonna be too likely but you would you would always stop changing the channel as soon as it came on and you would yes. watch whatever which one of the four it was and watch it mm-hmm. to completion from that point it, 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 every one of these movies mm-hmm. f- fills that criteria um and, and sean like sean you're as you're saying kind of just setting this up for a, a great kind of finale and conclusion they yeah they delivered on that so ha- not having additional entries in the saga is perfectly okay like they they ended it well mm-hmm. as well as you can expect to end anything like this um i i will say one thing i wish they had done as ian mcshane and lawrence fishburne are standing over his grave ian mcshane touches his grave i wish he had said be seeing you and Oh, and I was, man. I was really, I was sad because he never does say that. That's his line. Um, I wish he looked at the camera and then he said, "Well, that's the end of." And then it cuts to black, and then the title shows up. John Wick Four. <laughs> yes, I also would have. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, uh, no, I or or like, what happened to his dog? The second dog he got. Yeah, what he gave it to, to um, the. To Charon, right? Or something? I thought he did what give it to his character to Charon. And the third yeah. one, but we never saw it. It would have been fun, yeah, another... like, cool if the dog was walking with them away from the grave. Yeah. I... Yeah, that's, that's too bad. That's a good mm. point. I think there was maybe those little, tiny little touches. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, because, I, I don't know, that, that that line, the way he says it, and the way it's always, like, yeah. be seeing you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It had a certain little significance. Anyway. Also, uh, not... <laughs> Uh, so at the end of the f- third one, did you get the impression that Ian McShane actually, like, because at the end of the third, I'm like, oh, Ian McShane actually betrayed, I thought he killed, like, thought he actually killed him. I thought so. But they don't really <laughs> ever address talk that? about Like, hey, buddy, you shot me. <laughs> you shot me and pushed me off a building. Did you think, did you think I was going to survive that? Or did you think I was going to, like, they don't. Yeah. And so part of me is like, what? Why is that yeah. not more of a thing? I think that a lot. They're just friends again. Yeah, that. <laughs> That along with the Lawrence Fishburne character, I kind of those it was yeah. kind of muddled. Like, oh wait, so yeah, we could have used some clarification on that. Or yeah, I agree. Eh. Um, oh, also, I like the scene in the church when he goes in there and he's like, "What do you think? There's a heaven?" And he's like, "No." Well, then why do you why are you coming here to pray? Like, I, I might be wrong. wrong. I, I, that was great. I yeah, thought that was that really was a, that really, was, cool. was great. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, listeners, um, well, if you've listened to our whole discussion, hopefully that means that you are a fan of this franchise, and it was just fun listening to us talk about it. But if you haven't watched these films, go watch these films. They're great films. They're, you know, maybe maybe they're not your thing. Totally fine. But I think if you give them a chance, that you're going to, man, they're just so entertaining. They're just so entertaining on every level, really, personally. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're entertaining on viscerally emotionally and intellectually i think there's a there's there's a lot to get out of these things so very much agree cool um all right well that's our discussion let's see what do we got coming up what's coming up is chewy gonna come back who knows what happened to chewy maybe he's out killing people in paris um probably not um but he will probably be joining us for a future episode our next couple next episode we're going to be talking about maybe... Well, I don't know what our next episode is. We're going to be talking about Mario sometime soon. Yes, we are. I'm about to go watch that myself. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't want to hold you up any longer. Okay. Uh, and then maybe Dungeons & Dragons? I don't know about... Maybe. We're not sure about that one. But Mario for sure. So that's that's a definite, listeners. Um, no emails this week. So write in. Give us your hot takes on John Wick. What is the John Wick universe mean to you yeah. give us your what are takes. all the reasons that john wick is great that we didn't say yeah, exactly um uh but yeah stay tuned chewy will be back thanks for listening uh what else so, what's what's a thing that john wick says? be seeing you oh yeah there you go this has been after the credits a young chunks podcast yeah.